This is the Barbecue Central Show Archives. The Barbecue Central Show airs live each Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and is brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices and a host of other products that make your barbecue and grilling life easier. Visit them online at thebbqguru.com or call them 800-288-GURU. And by Big Papa Smokers, creators of fabulous rubs, online retailer of grills, accessories, apparel, and creators of their own barbecue contest. Visit them online at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by Butcher Barbecue, creators of injections and rubs, sweeping the nation, doing well in competitions and in the backyard. You can visit them at ButcherBBQ.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jewelers, official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Call 440-943-2700 and use key term Barbecue Brother when you talk to Steve. Or visit them online at StephenDeFranco.com. And by Green Mountain Grills, one of the best pellet grills you can get on the market today. Varying sizes, not only for your capacity of cooking, but for your budget as well. Visit GreenMountainGrills.com for more information. And by El Diablo Mustard. Looking for a little bit of heat and flavor and regular old yellow mustard? El Diablo has you covered. Six different flavors to choose from currently. And you can find them at LDiabloMustard.com. And by CookingPellets.com. Have a pellet-driven cooker? Why not try out some of the best pellets on the market? And will not void any of your warranties, by the way. CookingPellets.com is the website. And by CookShack, a premier manufacturer of electric and pellet-driven cookers, giving barbecue classes located in Ponca City, Oklahoma. Always running some kind of a special deal. Check them out at CookShack.com. Hey, this is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Hey, gang. Want to talk to you real quick about something that's very important when you're buying stuff online. You need to... So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to a really big barbecue central show. Oh, yes. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. It's a phone call, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening on the show tonight. In case you didn't get the newsletter, uh, a little bit of a logistics switch, just because the normal first interview segment of the first month 
is cutting it a little close. So I want to give a little slack and so forth. So we're going to do a little flippity floppity boo. 914. Connie's Recipe Corner. Yeah. Right. Thanksgiving was this past Thursday, in case you didn't get the memo. It was a pretty big holiday. One that's been going on for at least five or 17 years. Turkey, food, alcoholic beverages. Uh Watch out! Known to get loose, as it won't to, when it do to. So, my mom and I will recap the Thanksgiving that we had together, live and in person, uh, if you will. We spent some time down there in uh, Bradenton, Florida, which is just a tad bit north of Sarasota. So very uh, excited and honored to have had a Thanksgiving down there, which uh, has not happened since 97. Also the year I graduated from the Ohio University Bobcats Hall of Fame School, founded in 1804. Don't mess around with those Ohio, Ohio State people telling you the Ohio State University. What? Let the law books show. Let the history books show. Let every book show that the most important university getting the job done day in, day out, go through Ohio State University and ask him where they would like to be hanging out during the course of any given weekend, and you goddamn right. It's going to be Athens, Ohio, and Ohio University. That's right. So the first time we've uh, done a Rampy family Thanksgiving, which... Till years prior had been only uh, what I was accustomed to prior to getting out of college and then uh, moved away. Uh, well, dad took a transfer down to Florida and I stayed up here. And uh, so there's where the Thanksgivings diverged. But uh, just a couple days ago, we were able to put it together for the very first time, which could be a new family tradition. You never know. You never know. Let me tell you something. Well, we'll get into that later. All right, so we'll recap the Thanksgiving rampy holiday as it saw itself a couple days ago with the head executive chef of the family, my mom, for Connie's Recipe Corner. We'll get into some some of the traditional stuff that we did on Thursday, but then we got loose a little bit. And changed it up on Friday for Leftover Friday, as we are going to start calling it. Leftover Friday, Leftover Thanksgiving Friday, whatever. You weigh in. Tell me what you did for Leftover Thanksgiving Friday. I bet we one-upped you by a fair thee well. All right, and then we'll go to 935, which is typically 914, which is typically my first guest of every single month, a visit from the good doctor. From the Hall of Famer, Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy will be joining us at 9.35. A lot of great questions on tap. We'll get Ray's recap of his Thanksgiving leading into none other than one of the biggest holidays ever, which is 
politically correct, the holiday season. If you're Jewish, it's Hanukkah. If you're Christian, it's Christmas. And if you're not, it's whatever you're celebrating. It's this time of the year. Whatever that means to you. So we'll look ahead. If you're doing another turn, this is the time of year, by the way, that a lot of people will go back to back Jones on the turkey. Thanksgiving turkey, Christmas turkey, two in as many months. And once you get the first one out of the way, there's no reason that you should F up the second one ever. You didn't want to F it up in November. You're damn sure you're not going to F it up in December. Or you're at least not going to try it. And uh, Ray will shed a little bit of light into that as well. And then, of course, we will move on to the second hour. And we will find none other than the creator of 50% of the West Coast offense. The creator of the King of the Smokers competition that will be coming up in just over a week's time. The pitmaster of big Papa Smokers, who also happens to have an online presence with the same name, BigPapaSmokers.com. Sterling Ball will be joining us at 1014. Uh-huh. So we'll get uh, perhaps a little recap on his holiday this past Thursday. And we'll look ahead to King of the Smoker, which is coming up in just a few short days. And then we will round it out because it's the holiday season. The holiday season? We'll go ahead and rifle up some type of game show to give away a world championship barbecue award-winning prize pack from Sweet Smoke Q Juice, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, 1035. If you've always fancied to try yourself some of Jim Elser's Sweet Smoke Q Juice, both now the pork and the beef, You just might be in luck. You just might have to know a little cheese or font or wine or rehab or porn star or athlete. You tell me. It's a who's who of what could potentially be won tonight. So there you go. That's what's on tap for tonight. Uh, Connie Rampy, Ray Lampy, Sterling Ball, a giveaway. The likes which we potentially have never seen before. But before we get into any of that, I was off last week. Apologize out of town. Didn't have any backup in action for reasons I will not talk about for a fact that I might be out of a day job. What? If you're listening or watching the show right now, do me a favor. Uh, Go ahead and make a Facebook post or a tweet or do something that says, hey, I'm watching the show. Uh, Facebook and audio files might want to follow the link to thebbqcentralshow.com and then pick your player. That's the Audible portion of the show right now. We have 67 people on the Audible stream. Yeah, that's right. Keep it real, folks. If you like to see me, I can be found on the OutdoorCookingChannel.com, which has been the longtime syndication partner of this show. You can also find it streaming live on uh, YouTube as well. Go to my YouTube page. There it is. YouTube slash B-R-E-B-E-C-U-E. Barbecue, the numeral for the letter U. B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, the numeral for the letter U. Uh, That is my YouTube page. Uh, 
right? YouTube.com, yeah, barbecue for you. Uh, you can also catch the video replays there. Don't forget, if you have the Internet Protocol television, see if they have Outdoor Cooking Channel in the App Store, your particular provider. If they do, download the app instantaneously, and then you can watch the live stream, which is your first option. I'm typically the second option, and then the host of other losers on the uh, channel will be there as well that don't do live shows, except for Chad, which is every now and again. And you will be entertained wildly and frivolitally, 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 not a word. John Dawson, guess what? That is not a word. That's right. Uh, regardless, there is the uh, holiday time of season outdoor cooking channel, which is its own special app, which you get some great stuff here on the out uh, on uh, Barbecue Central as well from uh, past shows. So lots to get to tonight. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Coming up out of the break, Connie's Recipe Corner. But first, let me talk to you about the good folks over at Cook Shack, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Happy holidays from Cook Shack. Need a idea for a great gift for someone special in your life? How about a Cook Shack smoker or pellet grill? Make them a barbecue genius with the easy-to-use smokers and pellet grills now until December 17th. You can save an extra 10% off the list price of any Cook Shack residential smoker, electric smoker, fast eddies by Cook Shack FEC 100, pellet-fired smoker or pellet grill, or the models PG500 and 1000. That's a saving of up to $419. That's right, I said it. Over 400 bucks of savings, the smoke heft. The Smokehead Elite, the Smoke, the uh, Super Smoker Elite, and the AmeriQ are the electric smokers that make it easy to add real wood smoke to your foods. They are inexpensive to operate, energy efficient. The PG-1000 and 500 pellet grills feature four-zone cooking and pellet broil technology. They are solidly built with commercial-grade quality. The FEC 100 is the choice of many championship barbecue teams and is guaranteed to hold enough barbecue for all your friends and family. All Cook Shack products come with a no-risk 30-day money-back guarantee. To order online, just use promo code HO, 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 1-4. Get it? Three hoes and a 1-4. And we're not talking about back action alley stuff, folks. No, no, no gangsta stuff. H-O, 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 HO, 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 14 when you check out at CookShack.com or call CookShack at 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. And tell their friendly sales staff you'll want the Ho, Ho, Ho 14 deal you heard about on the Barbecue Central show with a CookShack smoker or pellet grill. You can celebrate barbecue every day. Hurry because this deal ends Wednesday, December 17th. We still have a little time. I'll mention it next week as well. From all the Cook Shack folks, happy holidays. The contact information one more time. Promo code HO HO HO. The numerals 1 and 4. HO 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 14. Call them 800-423-0698. Or visit them online, cookshack.com. And use promo code HO 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 14. Connie's Recipe Corner coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back.
Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Your two ways to get in touch with the show should you see fit. Coming up at 935, Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy for his Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. You can tune in for that. But first, a frequent guest for this show. You know her best for Connie's Recipe Corner. Let's race over to the hotline and welcome in none other than my mommy, Connie Rempe, joining me here on the show. Mommy, how are you? Very good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Let me tell you something. Nothing ever the more weird than to peer over your left shoulder and see me in the TV set right there. That's weird. I know. How wow. about that? Hey, how about that? <laughs> is that paused or live? That is paused. Oh, it is? Or it's, well, no, it's just muted. Oh, it's just muted. All right, great. Yeah. Uh, so now I can actually see how much time is between me talking and when the regular studio audio or the regular studio audience sees it on the Roku. Absolutely. The delay is is much less severe than you would normally see it on the audio stream than you would see it on the video stream. You just popped up on the video stream, by the way. All right. Oh. Uh, so maybe you didn't know, but, uh, you know, last two, a week's time ago, I was at your house. Remember that? I do. That's wow. crazy. That and now crazy. you're back up north in the snow. Oh, here we go with the snow. Great. Rub it in. Sorry. So we had uh, Thanksgiving, and I was just saying at the uh, top of the open that uh, this past Thursday was the first, uh, I guess what I would classify as a rempy Thanksgiving since 1996, 7? Well, Uh, probably not. Well, it had to be 97, I guess, right? That was my last year, and wait, wait, no. I graduated one, in a, it, 1996, right? Had no right, been 19. Moved down here in 97. Yes, so. I graduated 97, the summer of 97 from Ohio University, and that was it. So it had yes. been 97. Oh, it was even longer than I thought by a year. Wow, crazy. But but we had one up at your house. Recall? Yeah, but that doesn't count. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, never mind. Yes, I do recall that. That was. Well, I don't remember what year that was. I don't either. It was so great, I forgot it. <laughs> well, it was great. We just don't have to remember the yeah, year. Yeah, that's right. So, but, I mean, as far as, like, uh, you know, uh, us get... Yeah, well, that's completely blown up my hypothesis. Let's restart the segment, and don't mention that for crying out loud. Okay, never mind. So, aside from that one in Cleveland, yes. Uh, since 96, this was the first time that everybody's... Uh, my. Just my immediate family's gotten together, and we were down in Florida for Thanksgiving, yes. which has never happened. I know. Not even once. I, I, I think that's sad. Yeah, I know. Well, so here we go. We've uh, changed it up a little bit. We've broken the cycle of uh, non-excellence yes. and uh, gotten down there for a Thanksgiving. And so I guess on the day of Thanksgiving, libations, yes. TV parades, Hot tubbing, yes. libations. More libations. Hot tubbing. 
so yes. forth. Yeah, because it's pretty nice down there. It compared was very to nice. most of the places that I would normally be, which is Cleveland, uh, this time of year. Uh, if you could lay out the the um, the normal fare that we had Thursday. Um, pretty much the traditional yeah. layout. Right. We turkey. did the turkey, yep. the stuffing, right. mashed potatoes, right. gravy, gravy, green bean casserole. Yes. We had corn, corn. Squash, squash, two types of rolls. Yes, the brown and serve and the, the extra fancy. Yes, yep. Um, I think that cranberry relish, the jelly and the relish, homemade. Um, I think that might have just been it. All right, so a couple different things. You know, everybody's stuffing is different. And for, what, the last 17 years, 18 years, uh, I've been used to one type of stuffing on Thanksgiving, and then we come back. Now, obviously, all the years prior to that, I had been used to uh, your county. Re- oh, wait, hold on a second here. What? Oh, no, never mind. Uh, I had been used to county recipe corner stuffing. Yes. So, and then we got to have that again this year, which typically I would normally get to eat. So, uh, how do you make it? Like, what's your stuffing recipe recipe? Okay, I use um, stale bread. Um, we have uh, sautéed onions yep. and celery. Yes. Sauté that and probably a stick of butter. Um, I take my giblets from the turkey and the neck and boil that on the stove. So I use that uh, liquid as uh, the to wet. The, the stuffing, um, we saute a pound of Jimmy Dean's breakfast, a mild breakfast sausage, yeah. and uh, put that in with the uh, the bread and uh, poultry seasoning, salt and pepper, and basically that is it. Now, if you are any fan of this show, we talk about stuffing to stuff the turkey, to not stuff the turkey. Meathead, you know, always talking about don't stuff the turkey or safety or whatever. If you're going to. So uh, what are you a fan of stuffing the turkey or not stuffing the turkey? Obviously, I'm, this is a leading question because I was there, but go ahead. Because, you know, yeah. um, I stuffed the turkey. I yeah. Always- Suck it, Meathead. <laughs> Suck it. I haven't killed anybody yet. So and I've been stuffing the turkey for ooh, at least 35 years. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, so now, and you don't do any other stuffing, like, outside, like, in a pan or in uh, muffin tins or anything like that. It's just the day of, you just cram it all in the bird, and, you know, yep. if if you die, you die. If not, you don't. That's right. Yeah. Now, yes. are you taking temperature of the stuffing or anything like that, or are you just years of experience tell you that when it's safe, it's it's safe? I pretty much take the temperature, but by the time, you know, the bird is done, usually the stuffing is at a safe temperature, too. So, you know, that seems to have worked for me over the years, so I'm sticking with it. Has the stuffing of the bird is something that's been passed down, like did Grandma Grandma Lapiana used to stuff her turkey with stuffing? Yes, she stuffed the turkey. Um, She used... Basically the same stuffing recipe, but without the sausage. The sausage part came into play when I met your father, and I 
the original Grandma Rempe uh, did the sausage in with the stuffing, which was such an incredible improvement. Uh, I've never gone back. Wait a sec. I have a father? Yes! <laughs> when do I get to meet him? Outrageous. <laughs> never mind. All right, so the stuff or the sausage has made it in as the new ingredient over the last 30, <coughs> wait, 40 years. Oh my yeah. God, I'm 40 years old. Uh, all right, so the stuffing was phenomenal. The gravy went over to rave reviews. So if you could, just a quick diatribe on the gravy. Okay, I think the gravy um, depends a lot on the pan that you use. Oh. I have a really heavy-duty pan, and the, the uh, juices that cook in there kind of caramelize, too, on the bottom of the pan, and then I keep adding some liquid to it, so by the time the bird is really ready, there's quite a bit of juice in there, but it's really gotten dark brown from just cooking for such a long period of time. So when I actually make the gravy, I really don't find that I need to add any, say, bouillon or whatever, you know, any extra flavoring. It comes out really nice. I just add um, more of the uh, turkey stock. Um, and um, actually, I used uh, cornstarch as a thickener with a little salt and pepper, and uh, that that was it. And it, it comes out really nice. Oh, yeah, and there's little bits of turkey in there, and it was absolutely yep, phenomenal. Turkey, some stuffing, you know, it's it's great. Oh, yeah. absolutely great. Uh, all right, so that's when we had your traditional Thursday, and then we went leftover Friday yes. the next day, and we're like, hey, you know, what's one of the funnest segments on the show? And we're like, oh, we love when Sam the Cooking Guy comes on the show. He's crazy. He's drinking. He's 13-time Emmy Award winner. The guy knows what he's talking about. He does. And he's yeah. like, all right, well, uh, you would recall two weeks ago when we had him on, he was talking about stuffing balls. And yeah. so we were talking, okay, well, uh, after Thanksgiving, if we have enough stuffing left over, or, I mean, at that point, we, we didn't know if we would have anything left over, but of course you always have leftover. So we had right. plenty of leftover th- stuffing. We also had plenty of leftover mashed potatoes. And we're yes. like, hey, we're going to make leftover stuffing balls, but... We're going to kick it up a notch. We're going to deep fry those sons of bitches. <laughs> deep fried stuffing balls. Was this a monumentous uh, development or what? It was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. All right. So and- quickly, let's uh, go over how we did the deep fried mm-hmm. stuffing balls, which I do have video on that you can see on my Instagram, by the way. Oh, that's that should be good because everybody will want to oh, try it. They were phenomenal. Yes, yes. And basically, I mean, very simple. You're just using the cold stuffing. You're rolling it into small balls, like a little ping pong ball size, uh, dipping it into flour, then an egg wash, and then panko breadcrumbs, uh, and deep frying it. And, uh, you know, they take maybe five minutes uh, frying, and they're golden brown and crispy and delicious and... Uh, very decadent and yeah. uh, should be uh, outlawed in many states. Yeah, and sure. they held together so held. well. Yes. yes now, are did. you sticking these like in the freezer for any amount of time or just like refrigerate, you know, a little bit or what? I No, they went, uh, you know, as I said, they it was initially cold from the refrigerator and we just rolled it up, you know, and uh, and uh, deep fried it right away. Yeah. And uh, they held together, and they were crispy and uh, yes. fabulous. Yeah, I mean, by themselves, they were a tasty treat. 
Heaven forbid, heaven forbid, you decided that you wanted to dip them into some of that leftover gravy as a dipping sauce, and you had stuffing balls with gravy as a side dip. Oh, so good, right? That's right. I oh, mean, you want to add more bread crumbs oh, to yeah. your bread. Right. Why not? What's wrong with that? Nothing. We were rolling on a high. Stuffing balls were coming out, golden brown. We probably had close to two damn dozen of these things. I mean, plenty to go around times three. Why not keep the juggernaut of ideas rolling? Deep fried potatoes. Mashed potatoes. Deep fried mashed potatoes. Forget your French fry bullshit. Let's get stuffing. Or let's get mashed potatoes and do the same thing that we did with the stuffing balls. And why not? You Great idea, right? The stuffing was so perfectly done oh, so that good. we had all this leftover mashed potatoes. We're going to use the same recipe. Right. We're just going to roll those into balls. Same thing. Into flour, the egg wash. What the happened? Pink breadcrumbs, and we put it in into the pan yes. to you know deep fry. There it goes. And that first batch came out perfect. It was like beautiful. This is good. So We're gonna start we, deep frying children and pets next. <laughs> That's right. Well, and we had so many of the potato balls to fry. I know. So we took Plenty. that first batch, you know, put them in the oven to stay yep. warm while we're doing the second batch. Uh-oh. And um, we're looking at that pot of bubbling grease that's bubbling higher and higher to the Uh-oh. top of the pan. Uh-oh. And it's like, huh, what is going on here? What is going on? It's not browning as fast. They're not browning. No. Um, We kind of dipped up a few in the spider, and it's like, hmm, these seem to be empty. There is the whole of the crust without the potato. The potato has vacated. No. Oh, my goodness. We had to take it off the stove because it was precariously boiling to the top. And uh, so we ended up by scooping those out and putting them on a pan. And uh, we thought, well, we can finish those in the oven, uh, of which we we did. Um, They were not good. No, well, well, I mean, know, compared to the ones that were good, they were not right. good. Right. The first batch came out perfect. The second batch, no, not good. But we, we did put those in the oven at like 425 degrees yes. and cooked those. And the shell itself was very tasty. As yes. your father ate most of those, they right. were kind of like a panko crisp, <laughs> right. if you will, without the potato. Panko fries. That's right. They were panko fries. Dietary friendly to every degree. Exactly. We had a third batch that was actually going to go in and fry again, which the potato mush that had... Oh, it ruined the oil. It was just kind of souped into the oil, and there was no more frying capability left. That was it. So, yeah, and we tried to actually then just oven fry those, which didn't really work. Well, I mean, I thought the idea... The first round of 10, I guess, you know, they were great. Yes. And then to see the next round of 30 just leak into the oil and, uh, you know, we kept trying to figure out why is this bubbling over? Is it, is there condensation happening and oil and water and it's bubbling over and danger and it it was all bad. And then to scoop them out and see that the potatoes had vacated and taken shelter inside the hot oil. 
was a slap in the face for crying out loud. I wanted to eat those deep fried mashed potato balls all over myself. And those girls were very unhappy that they I weren't know. getting a lot of. Yeah, we That's all right. were unhappy. Well, it was like, whoa. The good no. news is the stuffing balls saved the day. Thank God. Right. And I think we'll have to ask Sam if he has ever tried the potato balls yeah. instead of just the stuffing balls. And maybe that's why he didn't suggest potato. Yeah, well, I will have to ask him that. Maybe I will ask Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy Hall of Famer coming up next segment on uh, deep frying yeah. mashed potato balls and see maybe this is something that you have to almost like freeze. I'm thinking that's the case because I think I had told you I had made my own um, homemade mozzarella sticks. Yes, that's which, right. Yes, and I had put those in wonton wrappers and then fro or, and just fried them, and it was like a congealed mess. But then I had the next time I made it, I froze them and then cooked them, and they were fine. So I'm thinking the potato balls needed to be frozen, possibly. Right. Well, next time we know for sure what the deal is. That is true. And deep fried mashed potato balls will be the call of the evening. and uh, But other than that, everything a raging success, I think, otherwise. Absolutely. Both days. Yes, yes. Not just your standard run-of-the-mill turkey sandwich. That's it. We had the open-faced hot turkey sandwich with gravy and then all the fried stuff and Everything left over. It was, I think, Friday might have even been, uh, as far as a culinary success, even better than Thursday for crying out. We uh, went crazy. My favorite. Leftovers yeah. are better. Yeah, so, we went crazy. Yes. All right. Uh, Connie's Recipe Corner is a show you can find right here on this show. Uh, we will try and put together some type of a recipe for the stuffing balls and the mashed potato balls with certain caveats. And yes. it can kind of be like a shared work in progress, I suppose. Uh, so if you yeah. find a better way, you let us know, and then we can, of course, enjoy that as well and pass it around here on the show. Uh, but as always, Mom, thank you for the uh, Thanksgiving that we had Thursday. And as always, thank you for the time on the show tonight. My pleasure. All right. Thank you very much. There she is. Bye, Bye Mom. Love you. Connie Rempe, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you something. There was nobody more pissed than me this past Friday when those mashed potato balls ran out into the grease and left. Rad bastards. A bunch of them. That was such a great idea. All right, now, if you didn't know, Big Papa Smokers is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue featuring... A comprehensive selection of all-American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories. Even a kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has made a name for itself by making an award-winning line of championship rubs. Their rubs have won almost every major competition barbecue event, including the 2012 and 13 World Series of Barbecue in Kansas City, the 2012 and 14 Jack Daniels Invitational, 2013 Kingsford Challenge, the 2014 Houston Livestock and Rodeo, and many more to come this year and next. Big Papa Smokers has also banded together with fellow California-based barbecue rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based barbecue rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profile that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. They've also created two of their unique competitions 
King of the Smoker coming up here just shortly, which brings the best of the best in barbecue head-to-head in a back-to-basics competition, the King of the Smoker unique, and that contestants may not use any electric devices such as pellet cookers or pit miners. Contestants are just allowed to use charcoal, wood, and their wits to win one of the most high-stakes barbecue competitions around. And, of course, the other one, the Guinea Pig, which is a cost-controlled competition that helps bring in newcomers to the competitive barbecue world. It also features prize distribution all the way down to 10th place in each category, which helps provide incentive to get new competitors into the world of barbecue. On top of all that, DPS created the unique Brain Ambassador Program. The Big Papa Smokers Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams of the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind that Big Papa Smokers has been able to do all of this within only four years of being in business, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, creating their own unique competitions, becoming a staple in a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. It's just the beginning for Sterling Ball and the folks over at Big Papa Smokers. The website, BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. Ray Lampy coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, this portion of the Barbecue Central Show brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. Visit CookinPellets.com. That's with an N at the end, CookinPellets.com. For more information or to purchase, won't void any warranties, relax. Aside from cookingpellets.com, you can also purchase at amazon.com if you'd like to purchase there instead. For Specker, the good friends over at cookingpellets.com, highly recommend that you give them a try. If you have the pellet fired cookers, even if you don't. Uh, Don Wablo weighing in. Tell the lovely and delightful. Uh, delightful, it is nice to see her. Mom, shout out. Don Wablo. All right. Uh, thanks to Don for writing in and watching. How about this, folks? If you got questions about barbecue or grilling, maybe as a hobby or even a business, looking to get an expert's point of view, why not ask Dr. Barbecue? You can submit your questions by clicking on the Ask Dr. Barbecue tab on the website. The doctor is in. Here's Ray Lampy with his nurse, Greg Rempe. Dr. Barbecue. All right, and you know that means it's time for the Hall of Famer, Ray Lambert. All right, Ray, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Greg. How about you? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. Uh, Ray, obviously not the normal confines we would find the doctor, not the normal doctor's office. Where are you uh, running about to now? A very nice hotel room in Byron, Georgia. I'm on my way to Atlanta for the SEC Championship. Yes, sir. Right. Um, not to show my ass in college football, but who is playing in the SEC championship game this year, Ray? Uh, Mizzou yeah. and Alabama. Mizzou? 
Mizzou, they're yeah. good. All right. I'll give them props for the Alabama, of course. Years and years, a uh, a formidable opponent in the SEC. Let me ask you well, something, Ray. teams are on the one division. That's why Mizzou's in. Yeah, of course. Uh, let me ask you something. You're a football expert. Do you ever, if you, if do you think that I'm, let me preface this by saying I'm not a Ohio honk or anything like that, but this is the only college football team that I know with any merit. Do you think if Ohio State jumped down into the SEC that they would be like, average at best or would they just get their asses handed to them or would they be competitive what do you think well they better hope they get in that division with mizzou watch out. <laughs> all right fair enough uh ray lampy joining us for the monthly ask dr barbecue segment if you have a question you would like ray or i or both to answer you can submit that to ask drbbq.com and uh, we will go ahead and Give our best efforts to uh, help answer questions that you might have. All right, so let me ask you this, Ray. Uh, Thursday this past was Thanksgiving, obviously. Uh, are you a pretty traditional guy when it comes to uh, the Thanksgiving stuff, or uh, did you get outside the box at all? And people wondering what Ray Lampy did for a Thanksgiving? Uh, very traditional. I actually like turkey, so I'm happy to see Thanksgiving come. Uh, I cook it on the egg, but I don't add any wood. I just cook it just like it was in the oven. So it gets a little bit of wood roasted flavor, but uh, really not much different. And I, I, I buy some extra wings and stuff, so I make a really nice stock in the kitchen. So I have gravy. I don't mess with the gravy, the pan out of the, the egg. So, yeah, it's pretty traditional. Just a little bit of, sm- of charcoal-y flavor, but nothing too exciting. Uh, Ray, let me ask you something. I was down in uh, Bradenton, Florida, uh, this past Thanksgiving with the parents, and uh, Friday for leftover Thanksgiving Friday, as we call it. Uh, I've just termed that, by the way, leftover Thanksgiving Friday. Uh, my mom and I made outrageous deep-fried stuffing balls, which worked phenomenally well. And we had a lot of leftover mashed potatoes. So we said, ah, fuck it. We'll go ahead and deep-fry the mashed potatoes as well. So the first 10 or 15 worked out perfect the other 30 well that was a little bit of a different story like the potatoes decided to evacuate into the grease for some reason uh so i told my mom i'm like well i got ray lampy coming on next this guy is a hall of famer he's gonna know the answer what did we do wrong on the second portion should they have gone like right back as we were taking them into the grease the pan needed to go back into the refrigerator or the freezer while they were cooking and where do we go wrong yeah, just freeze them because they're going to unfreeze in the deep fryer. And it, it actually, if they're frozen, you could cook them a little longer and get a little more crust on the outside. So, yeah, if they were sitting out, they, they just got warm. That's probably why. All right. Mom, I told you. You ruined it for everybody. Ray confirming that, of course. Uh, all right, Ray, let me ask you. We got a, a good bunch of questions here coming in from uh, the folks that love the Ask Dr. Barbecue site. Uh, first one is coming in from Shane from the Proper Pig Smokehouse. Uh, this is a guy... Uh, around the Cleveland area here, they have a uh, barbecue food truck, so they're kind of doing their thing. And it says, Greg, we have been asked about doing a couple of rib cook-offs this summer, but have no experience cooking ribs for mass amounts of people. So since you are at the Barbecue Universe epicenter, I figured you might know someone who could help me with some friendly advice. Could you, by chance, put me in contact with someone or give me some tips for our first cook-off? I said, hey, Shane, forget about that. I just happen to have... A barbecue Hall of Famer coming up tonight on the show, Ray Lampy. Here's the caveat. 
There's a small portion of this uh, rib cook-off where they're going to turn in ribs to get judged with everybody else. However, the larger portion is probably going to be Venn to make money, so there's probably going to be two different styles of ribs. So, you know, one, the, the competition rib, we can just kind of swipe off to the side here. That's something they're going to have to deal with on their own. The more important thing is cash, right? We want to all want to make that money. We want to have everybody come to our place to make that money. But when you're vending slabs and slabs and slabs of ribs, what's the best way or, or what's some of the best advice that you can give somebody getting into that mess? Well, it, you know, what we lovingly call rib burn-offs is what you're talking yeah, about. rib burners. Technically, it's a cook-off, but it's really about selling ribs. Uh, I actually just attended the one in St. Petersburg and got to judge on Sunday. You know, the trick is sell a lot of them. <laughs> you know, the guys there that are good at this have got huge cookers, and they know how to get the people in line, and they know how to get them to, out the door. Ribs are expensive. You cook a bunch of them in don't sell them it's not going to work out very well it's risky business going into rib burn off business if it rains you're going to have a rough day i wouldn't do just one i would want to do a series of them so if you get burned on one you you can make it up on the other um and as far as cooking if you don't have a big smoker you know you don't have a southern pride or a couple southern prides you know or that size smoker i, I wouldn't even bother it's that's a big business, man. Don't you can get your ass handed to you and lose a bunch of money real fast too. Be careful with that. Can you? Hmm, how do I want to phrase this? So there's a lot of uh, vendors out there that know the barbecue world. Maybe they don't have the financial wherewithal to have the multiple cookers like you're talking. I mean, we're talking about you know hundreds and hundreds of pounds of meat style cookers. Yeah. Uh, so maybe the night before they, or two days before they start cooking ribs and ribs and ribs, and they're vacuum packing and they're freezing and maybe they're dunking in water. Can you do like one of those things where you're holding the frozen stuff and then boil it back up the temperature, then maybe stick them back on the cooker just for a little, uh, you know, extra smoke kiss before you vend them off? Or is that kind of a, a dangerous situation? I don't know how you could keep up. I think, you know, you'd still have the same issue of keeping up. Uh, and the other problem is now you're committed. What you'll see the rib burner guys do, there's a truck full of ribs right over there. On Saturday night, if, if it's raining and they don't sell much, they don't cook much. You know, they can start cooking three, four hours before they're going to sell them. If it's looking like a great day, they're going to load the cookers to the hilt. If it's looking like a bad day or things just aren't going well for whatever reason, they don't cook them and they don't have to buy them then. You know, if you're going to pre-cook all this stuff, you're in. You're you're all in. You've bought it. If it doesn't sell, you're screwed. It's I'm yeah, I'd be really careful. I mean, you'd be careful what you're getting into. It's a business like anything else. You know, you can't just uh, you can't just go in the the plumbing business for an occasional dip in it. You know, you're either in or you're out. And, and I I just think it's really risky. I mean, just because somebody asked you doesn't mean. They're going to make money, you know, that it might be because nobody else is making any money there and they don't have any other teams. So I'd be really careful of that. I, I I'm not a fan. You know, I, I feel in that business, there's guys making money and, and making a good career out of it, but they're all in. I, I don't know that there's very many guys doing a couple a year and and making much money it's it's pretty risky now you're in cleveland where it's big business it's where it kind of was invented um if that's where they are you know i i don't know much about the climate there i just Ooh. know ribs are expensive and if you cook a whole bunch and don't sell them 
you're going to be sorry. Yeah, well, I mean, I think in the summertime, weather-wise, you're going to be all right. Of course, you have the occasional rainstorm or, or thunderstorm or like that. But, of course, you've had the rib burn off at the uh, lakefront airport for years and years, and they seem to have really grown in, in uh, pretty good proportion across a lot of uh, fairs. You know, fairs here in Ohio are very big. The different counties have different fairs, and they all seem to have an associated rib burn-off uh, tied into them one reason or the other. Uh, but the big one is downtown at uh, Burke Lakefront Airport, and that's when we see the huge stands. And, and I guess, you know, when we talk about competition barbecue here on this show it's typically revolving around one of the sanctioning bodies where it's not only ribs it's the chicken it's the pork it's the brisket uh the ribbers or the rib burners or, or whatever uh you know catchphrase used to describe these guys I mean, that's a whole different arena and from what i've understood through the history of doing the show you know that's almost like a circle of its own everybody knows everybody it's really hard to get in to these rib burn-offs, I guess, because if there's money to be made, everybody wants to get back there year after year to, to make their money. And, uh, you know, the competition is, I don't, I don't want to say it's secondary, but people are there to make money first, probably. Yeah, they, you know, the, the bad ones are easy to get into. The good ones are hard to get into. <laughs> um, they are definitely there to make money. I mean, you know, a lot of them take it serious because there's usually a pretty good prize that goes along with the winning. And and then you also get the bragging rights. But if you've ever been to one of those things, you see all the signage that it's awful confusing. You would swear half the guys there won last year. It's a little <laughs> bit confusing. So they've got plenty of awards if they've been doing it for a long time. So they're not that worried about that one. But they all like to still win. They're, you know, they're competitive and there is a prize. I, I would never say that they're not trying to win. They absolutely are. And, and they cook good barbecue. It's not that they don't know what they're doing. What KCBS cooks do, and Memphis and Maven, that matter, and Florida Barbecue Association and all of everybody else, I call them technicians these days. What they're doing is so specific and so uh, it's not cooking a bunch of barbecue. You know, you're cooking – uh, three, four slabs of ribs, meticulously watching them. It's very different than what those guys do. Uh, and some of them, like in Reno, they come to your place and they pick the two slabs they're taking in or, or however many it is. You don't even get to choose. Uh, some places that you can cook separate ones for that. There's different ways it's handled. Uh, I just, you know, I'm, I played around with it for a little while back in the day, and it wasn't my thing. Plus, those guys work really hard. You ever have Tommy Houston on the show? Yeah, of course. And ask Tommy about it. I've seen Tommy. Tommy's a hardworking dude, and I've seen Tommy work himself to death in Reno. I'm sure he left with a pile of money, but, man, it's hard work. Ray Lampy joining me here on the show for the Ask Dr. Barbecue segment that we do every month on the first Tuesday of every month. Obviously, uh, this is December 2nd, the first Tuesday of this December 2014. Uh, next question is from Gene Apicella, Ray, and uh, this is kind of a, a general question and uh, one that might seem late, but look, a lot of people like to go, uh, what I say, double dipping. So they do the, the turkey for Thanksgiving. They turn right around about a month later and do turkey for Christmas as well, and so it's kind of turkey-related here. I try to follow the advice and recommendations of the big names in the barbecue and grilling industry. When I see or hear what they're doing, and it's not too complicated, I'll try to mimic it and hopefully produce the same gastronomic extravaganza that they produced on the grill or smoker. But what happens when two or more or more of the big names give conflicting advice or recommendations? For example, 
what dry uh, wet brining versus dry brining brining versus injecting if one expert recommends one method while another recommends a different one is there a correct or right way is there a right or a wrong way I get myself. I bet you that guy's an engineer or an IT guy or something. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, want, the end. They want to make question. it a science experiment. Yeah. You know, it's cooking. There's there's a hundred ways to cook a good turkey. Um, I I don't think there's any wrong way or right way. For me, what's key with a turkey is getting it cooked to the right degree of doneness. You can brine it or not brine it, wet brine it, dry brine it, inject it, whatever. I don't whatever else. I'm not. But if you overcook it, it's not going to matter. If you undercook it, obviously you've got a disaster. I think we spend too much time worrying about uh, stuff like that. And if you just get your thermometer on it and make sure you get it cooked to the right degree of doneness, it'll be good. I, I, I think, you know, trying to pit different techniques against each other. This is a, you know, I teach a lot of men how to cook and they all want it to be a science experiment or an engineering project. You know what? Yes. The answer is yes. All of those are good ways to do it. Um, nobody's wrong. Let me be a little bit of a devil advocate. When you're brining, brining does change the mouthfeel of meat. It makes it a little, um, I guess for the, for the layman, or it has the potential to make it a little more uh, kind of a mushy to it versus an injecting, or, or even if you don't do anything to it, if you, you know, I guess if you have a, a, a basted bird or whether a self, a self basting bird, you know, when it's already injected. Uh, but brining does have a potential of, 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 you know, does physically change the, 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 the makeup of the meat. So it could be a little mushy, I guess, if you don't know what you're doing. We're picking, well, if we're splitting I, I, hairs. I don't brine my, I didn't brine my turkey. I have brined them in the past. I just, I got a new book coming out next spring called Flavorize. And oh. one of the chapters is on brining. And I've always felt the same way as you. I feel like sometimes if I eat brined food, it tastes like lunch meat to me. It yeah. gets a weird texture. It gets that salty taste. What I, what I found as I was experimenting and reading about it was brine does not work if you don't have the proper amount of salt. So you can't go with less salt, but where you get in trouble is showing it too long or not long enough. And I think that when you get these turkeys that you seem, you really get that texture has changed and it tastes like lunch meat or, or whatever it is that you may have brined. It's been over brined. It's been brined for too long. Um, I prefer to brine stuff for, I, I don't brine turkeys. I just buy a butter ball and it seems to work. My grandma did that my whole life. So that's just what I do. I know it's brined or injected or whatever, but I, I think people are brining for too long if they're not getting good results. All right, Ray, last question here before I turn you loose. And of course, I always appreciate the time. This one coming in from Jerry. Uh, hi, Greg. Love the show. Spent hours rolling down the road in my truck, listening to a drooling and hungry because I don't have barbecue in the truck. Uh, I have heard a bunch of TV chefs and read in a bunch of cookbooks. If you want to serve the marinade with whatever the meat is, boil it first. Sure. Raw meat has been in it. Duh. I get the question is, has that ever worked? And if so, what is the trick? The dozens of times or so that I have tried all the meat, juices, blood, etc. solidify even in the gentlest of simmers. And it looks like a stringy gray exploded brain from the high school video club horror film. Obviously, there is an answer set aside here that I'm just not getting. Can you please help me understand if boiling the marinade actually works or if there's something else I should be doing? Well, boiling the marinade makes it safe. You need to bring it to a boil and cook it for five or ten minutes or 
whatever. I wouldn't go short on that. I would make sure I cooked it, you know, long enough so that there was nothing dangerous to it. But just because it's safe doesn't mean it's good or something you want to actually <laughs> serve. I don't want to serve some funky marinade meat juice. I would never even consider it. I would always throw it away. Uh, you can make it safe if you want, but that doesn't make it going to be good. I would always throw it away and start over if I wanted to make a sauce or make a double batch. If you want to use the marinade for a sauce, make a double batch and split it before you soak the food, set that aside or in the fridge and that'll be ready when you are. Um, I, I, my, my experiences are exactly the same. Why would I want to make that funky meat stringy? Yeah, I agree. I think it's nasty. So throw it away. Yeah. Sounds like a great idea. Never a good idea. Just make a double batch and use what you're going to use for the cooking. Use what you're going to use for the basting or the, uh, the sauce. And there you go. Uh, Ray Lampy joining us here on the show. Ray, aside from the uh, SEC championship game coming up, uh, what do you have on tap? Oh, I'm doing the big Dr. Barbecue's 20 favorite barbecue. Yes, joint. sir. You know you are. Look at you putting your uh, neck out on the cutting board. <laughs> well, you know, this isn't anything new for me, Greg. I wrote a book called Barbecue Road Trip 10 years ago. Right. So, I, you know, I, it's not a new thing to me. Anybody, anybody else that's doing it is doing it after me. Um, but, I, yeah, it's that time of year where everybody's doing their list, their countdown list, and I just figured I'd try something, and, and I really didn't think about what I was going to do, and one day it just came to me. I'll just name my favorite barbecue joints. So I've got the list. I, I thought 20 would be a good number. Then it seemed like maybe a lot too many, and, and I wrote 22 down right away. So I was able to get rid of two of them, and I'm feeling pretty good about my list. I got it in the order. I, I feel pretty good about it. I just I'm afraid I'm forgetting people. That's the only thing, or, or not people, but restaurants. I thought of one today that I really needs to be in there. So you may see a tie in one of the positions because I need to get that one in there. And if I think any more, I may have to do that too. But, um, it, it, but yeah, I just figured it would be fun. And, hell, I've been to a lot of these places. The only thing people are going to get mad at me because I have not been to a lot of the newer barbecue restaurants that are touted as so well. And uh, I'm not going to try and rate a place I've never been to, although there are a whole lot of people that seem to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, where can one go to find the daily unveiling of this list? <laughs> It'll be first thing. First place it goes is on Twitter at, at, at Dr. Barbecue, just DRBBQ. And then it goes right to my Facebook pages, the Ray Lampy page, and then the Dr. Barbecue fan page. And I'll try to get it up there every morning. It's just for fun. I got, you know, there was no reason not to do it. It just seemed like a fun thing. All right, uh, fair enough, and we'll look for that over the next uh, many days leading up to Christmas. Ray, always a pleasure to have you on, and obviously I won't get to uh, have you here on this show before uh, the turn of the year, so have a great uh, rest of 2014, and we will see you in the new year, buddy. All right, Merry Christmas, Greg. Talk to you later. All right, you too. There he is, Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue, joining me here on this show. Hall of Famer and ready to rock and roll, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we wrap up the first hour, let me quickly tell you about the longest-running sponsor of the show, the Barbecue Guru, folks. That's right. If you are a busy working professional, you're constantly on the run with kids doing errands, quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and tend to temperatures. The Barbecue Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt, a brisket, a couple slabs of ribs, and you're off to do whatever these, uh, whatever it is you need to get done. Barbecue Guru maintains that temperature you set it at. Currently, a uh, bunch of different models to choose from. Barbecue Wi-Fi. The Party Cube, starting at $149 for most cookers. The Party Cube, easiest point of entry. 
And then you pick up your control device. It's a self-contained package that runs on AA battery, goes from cooker to cooker, or you can use it however you like. In the market for a cooker, look no further than the Onyx Oven. Winning on the competition circuit as well as in backyards all over the country. Fully insulated, holds a ton of meat. Combinates half and full pans for food service and works seamlessly with any of the Barbecue Guru pit temperature control devices. Do yourself a favor, head on over to thebbqguru.com and check out all their products if you have any questions about what to order. Call them directly, 800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get your oven running right out of the box. 800-288-GURU or thebbqguru.com, the Barbecue Guru, a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We're back to wrap up the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. We will quickly wrap up the first hour here. Yeah, it's not good coming back from you know where we were last night, Magic Kingdom. 75 degrees. And then taking a shot to the nuts for 40 degrees less. Ugh. I mean, I have the Duraflame heater down here in the palatial studios keeping me warm as we're uh, jockeying from one part of the hour to the next. You know, because it's not warm. You know, basically that. All right, thanks again to Ray Lampy and uh, Connie Rempe, my mom, for joining me here the first hour. We will uh, reset that here at the top. Talk a little bit more about the havoc of the mashed potato balls that took place on my Thanksgiving Thursday in Bradenton, Florida. We'll look ahead to the second hour. Your phone calls, your emails, 216-220-0966. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Uh, We will step away. We'll come back with the second hour. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks. you board here for the really big barbecue show we cook because we have to and we grill because we want to fine how's it going <laughs> you have a great show i'm a big fan so what 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 seems to be the problem here this man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle charbono it's all about the charbono dude Succulent fish, what? We ate Vinci for wiener. Oh, listen, Lavernius, shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working right now. Ooh. Top men. 
All right, just like that, we are in the second hour. Just like that. Two, uh, you have found the Barbecue Central show. Uh, this is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. Uh, if you missed the first hour, shame on you. Don't worry. You can get the show on replay. You can subscribe to the audio replays on iTunes. You can get them here on the main website, WBQCentralShow.com. I believe there is some type of a feed you can subscribe to there as well. You can go to Barbecue for You, B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E, the numeral four-letter U at YouTube, and find the video replays. Outdoor Cooking Channel has all the replays as well. Internet Protocol Television, i.e. Roku, can be found if you download the Outdoor Cooking Channel app. Outdoor Cooking Channel has a live stream, and then you also have the Barbecue Central Show archives. Uh, so there's really never any reason that you should miss anything on this show ever. Even if you miss the first hour, you can just tune right in live in the second hour, watch it live, and then go back and get the first hour at your convenience. Thanks again to Ray Lampy and Connie Rampy for joining me. This past hour... You know, it's wise to learn from the mistake and to live your mistake so you don't have to live it again. So here we were, uh, son and mom, at the palatial patriarchal family estate in Bradenton, Ohio. Uh, Bradenton, Florida. Trust me, it wasn't Ohio. Nobody was swimming in that spot. And we're like, man, you know, we have more leftover stuffing than we thought. We have more leftover mashed potatoes than we thought. Sam Zion had great ideas that past week about the... He was in the oven. The the muffin balls. And we're like, yeah, we'll muffin ball that. Times two. We'll deep fry it. And then we'll show everybody who's boss. That's right. We'll deep fry it. So we did it. And the stuffing balls were great. And perhaps because they were more dense, they held on to the coldness more than uh, something else would. But in the end, they were spectacular and they were great dipped in gravy and they were great by themselves. And if you were extra big fatty fatterson, they'd be great dipped in butter too, of course. And then we decided to get a little bit loose and go mashed potato ball deep fried. And as I had mentioned to Ray and as we had talked about with my mom uh, previous, everything was fine with those first 10 because they were coming like right out of the refrigerator and they were cold. But as the other 30 set out, it was hot. I mean, there's you know, 350-degree pot of oil sitting there. Things start to defrost. Then things start to go awry when you put the defrosting potato balls into the 350-degree oil, and then you have potatoes deciding to get out of that crusty shell, and Uh now it's in the oil, and oh, now we've got a mess. Get that big stuff out of here. Still good. So... The news of the day 
is if you have leftover potatoes, even right now, mashed potatoes, uh, put them in the, well, form them into balls, uh, like my mom was talking about a little bit earlier, uh, uh, flour, egg wash, panko, and then put them in the freezer. 30 minutes. 15, 20 minutes. And then get your oil ready to go. And then set out as many as you want to do right off the bat. Because here's what you can do. You can do 10 at a time. Probably depending on how big your pot is. Maybe 15 at a time. And then uh, get them out there with the spider thing. And put them on a cookie sheet with paper towel. Into a nice 200 degree oven to keep them warm. Or 150 degree oven or whatever you like. Keep them safe. And then drop you know, 10, 15 more in. But in between, freeze them again because we don't want the potatoes to defrost because defrosting potatoes equal danger. And by danger, I mean as we are hovering, my mom and I, we are hovering over the grease, we notice that for reasons unbeknownst to us, the grease level is rising. Nay, it is rising at an alarming rate. Like, you ever boil pasta and keep the pot, uh, the keep the top on the pot, and all of a sudden it gets to that uh, rapid boil point, and now it's going to start to boil over and start creeping out of the top? Yeah, same thing there. Like, so much so that we took it off the heat and brought it over to the stove because we are scared it was going to boil over. Forget it. Didn't understand. Started taking them out. Noticed one by one, all those little panko pods were freaking empty. The potatoes had leaked right out. Outrageous. So, freeze them. Have the mashed potato balls and the stuffing balls together. You'll be fat and happy right along next year. Here's the deal. The second half of the vacation was at Disney World. And we went to uh, Hollywood Studios. So we went to, well, Epcot, Saturday we got there. Epcot was uh, on tap. And then we went to Hollywood Studios on Sunday. Then we went to Magic Kingdom yesterday. And then we flew into Cleveland uh, just a mere few short hours ago. And here I am, beaten, tattered, and torn to do a show. I just want to go to bed. The one thing that I have noticed, and I went two and a half years ago to this very same place. Ziz, same places. Well, we got out the, the, the jungle safari thing we took out. It was ridiculous. Folks, if you haven't been to the Walt Disney World recently, like within the last two years, I don't know whether to say to go or watch out, and perhaps it is different. Get that big stuff out of here. What is going on with people and their use of personal scooters? Get that big stuff what? Out of here. When did 40% of the traveling public 
in Walt Disney World or Hollywood Studios or Epcot or you name it resort at Walt Disney World, when did they get permission to ride around on Hover Round? Or the rascal. rascal. You know, I get the fat bastards that are 480 pounds or more and their sticks are screaming and yelling, holding up their own weight. I mean, I get it. I mean, you you know, barbecue guys are fat people for most, you know, consider. I, you know, I get that. But, I mean, I don't want to, you know, paint. I don't want to get out the broad stroke of justice. But just in the two years that it was for me when I went two years ago this past summer till this past weekend, there had to have been a 150,000% increase in the use of personal scooters. They're all crazy. Everybody had one. Kids and fat people and people that didn't look like there was anything wrong with them, and I'm not saying that there weren't. I'm saying that I saw you drive up on the bus and then hike your ass off walk to the seat that you took from me, and I stood up. That's fine. That's fine. The proliferation of hover around and the rascal and whatever it is at these places, that is an epidemic. It is rampant. They are running at high speed. Look, old people in cars are weapons enough. Get them behind the wheel of a scooter at a amusement park and they are ready to run you down to get in line. No, I'm going to see Fantasmic. I'm going to see the Indiana Jones stunt before you, whippersnapper. Cut your leg off with that. I saw one had the spokes take out rims on tires. Or shins, as it were. How about just get up and walk? You know what we did? At uh, Hollywood Studios, 9.5 miles. That'll do your non-walking ass good. That's right. Public service announcement to all the barbecue brothers and sisters out there from a show sponsor, Stephen DeFranco, Stephen DeFranco Jewelers, who was also a self-proclaimed barbecue junkie. Father's Day is coming. Mother's Day is coming, of course, next year. We have upcoming Christmas Hanukkah. Whatever you celebrate, the, the holidays. How about watches? The bowl of a brand. Why spend a ton of money if you don't have? Bowl of a watch is stylish, affordable, starting under 200 bucks. Traditional court style, retro styled automatic versions, chronographs, skeletons, and traditional styles fill out the bowl of a line. You have the uh, Precisionist, you have the Accutron. Maybe you're a gadget guy. Eco Drive technology from Citizen. Converts light into energy, powering your watch perfectly and accurately. Need a timer for your barbecue cooking? Some citizens have multiple timers along with alarms and multiple time zones. Now, if you are a watch nerd like me, you have that Philip and Company watch. That's right. Many high-end European watch companies use Swiss movements from a company called ETA. Philip hand assembles his watches personally using ETA movements and hand-picked components starting at 895 bucks. Philips watches not only have an elegant European style, but they are affordable. 
All of Philip's watches are serial numbered and registered with Philip himself. All watches from Stephen DeFranco come with their exclusive watch performance package, which includes one year of extended warranty, free engraving, free batteries for the life of the watch, free polish cloth, shipping, all at no extra charge, folks. You got to go to stephendefranco.com. That's stephendefranco.com. Pick out a new watch. Call them toll free. 440-943-2700. That's actually toll. 440-943-2700. Tell them you're a barbecue brother or sister. He'll give you the real discounted price of the watch. stephendefranco.com. 440-943-2700. Ask for Steve. Tell him the show sent you. He will save you. Three weeks left until... Christmas, don't screw it up. I tell you every year, don't screw it up. This year, don't screw it up. Call. We're back with Sterling Ball right after this. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Uh, my next guest in the second hour, a captain of many industries, a successful pitmaster, rub and spice manufacturer, barbecue equipment retailer. I'm proud to say a uh, one of the newest partners to this show. Let's go ahead and race over to the hotline and welcome back pitmaster of the Big Papa Smokers team, the founder of BigPapaSmokers.com. And music legend to a uh, degree as well. Uh, so welcome Sterling Ball back to the show. Sterling, how are you, my friend? I'm fine. How are you, my friend? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, Sterling. Appreciate you making time for the show. As always, uh, we know you like to hit the road and travel around a little bit. Do we get you you know, back at the homestead, or are you uh, finding your way around this great country of ours? Oh, yeah. I'm deep in the man cave in Lakita, California. All right. Deep in the man cave. Do you have a man cave? I've always not been a fan of that term, but, uh, you know, if, if you have, do you have a man cave? Yes, I do. I have a, it, it's, it's probably the greatest thing for sanity, and my wife probably likes it more than I do. Yeah, I start at 5 in the morning right here in the man cave. This is where I work. It's actually my office, too. All right, so man cave, yeah, business cave. About, I think there's about 20 guitars hanging on oh. the walls. There's a nice crown. Got to have the obligatory Keith Richards picture. Bunch of amps. You know, it's a, and some barbecue memorabilia. Uh, Sterling, I don't want to ask you a music-related question, but uh, for I'm uh, I just turned 40 in July, so you know the uh, the Rolling Stones are kind of just out of my wheelhouse, if you will. Did uh, Keith Richards do all of the drugs, or is that just kind of a, a myth? <laughs> that's, that's, that's the craziest question you can ever ask me. I'm not going to say anything, but just take a good look at it. I did work in the studio uh, during, during one of the records, and I did uh, design a guitar in the 80s deeply for about three years, and he was nothing but a great, funny, gentleman. I, I love being around him. I mean, he's got 
Dobbs or Charisma. Uh, Sterling Ball joining me here on the show. Uh, BigPapaSmokers.com is uh, the retail site if you want to go ahead and check that out and uh, buy yourself some stuff or look at some stuff, at least while we're talking here. Obviously, uh, you know, everybody asks me, what can I do to help the show? Support the sponsors of the show. Well, That's I what I always I think they should cling to your every word. Well, yes, cling to my every word, but also cling to uh, you know some of the other stuff that you have going on here. All right, so Sterling, obviously uh, not this coming weekend, uh, but a week after that. So that would be, was that the 13th or the 12th and the 13th or something like that? Uh, 12th and 13th, yeah. yeah. 12th and 13th. We have King of the Smokers coming up here. And yes. look, uh, you know, somebody's going to inevitably email me tomorrow and say, oh, show sponsor, you're kissing his ass. But let me tell you something. Uh, long before you sponsored the show, I had been following King of the Smokers and talking to the winners of the show and hearing all of the feet, especially that first year. Obviously, last year was uh, certainly uh, a spectacular success. But that first year of getting all of that feedback in a positive way and uh, people raving wait, wait, over a first year. Are you listening to a different channel than me? No. Well, the first year, all I got pretty much was abuse. No, 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 no. Wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. We are talking about two different channels. I'm not talking about the blowhards on the Internet who are jealous that they didn't get the invite. I'm talking about the people that were there that had the ability to evaluate a first-year contest to come on the show and say, hey, I mean, granted, it's an invite, but here's what we had. Here's the services. Here's the attention to detail. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. You're talking about the people that didn't get the invite, right? Yeah. Well, let me, let me tell you, let me address that first off. <laughs> it's gotten better over here. But, you know, look, it's 2014. It's not the KCBS championship. I want PNWBA with, like, wine country. I want... Uh, Ronnie and Michelle Wade are blazing from Texas. I think they only won nine, ten, or eleven GCs again this year. I want you know Jamie Gear, the winner of uh, Houston Livestock, and you know it's about a third from the KCBS money list. And then you know I wanted a drum team, so I got Shake and Bake, and I think they're a great team and they're great people. And the other thing is it's chemistry, okay? It, it really is a chem because they're having to put on a show. We we start out <clears throat> actually, you know, you say it starts next weekend, but Johnny Craig gets here first. He gets here Tuesday, okay, and then Iowa Smokey D's and a whole bunch of the other guys get here Wednesday because they don't want to miss my Eggs Benedict board meeting <laughs> at seven in the morning. <laughs> and then what, you're going to like this. We have a Snake River Farms is our sponsor for uh, all things beef. And Compart is on pork, which is, you know, just awesome because they're just great products. But we always have a really casual first night welcome. And last year we had the barbecue band where Ryan Noose from a big tease and Scott Key of Little Pig Town played with some of the top LA session guys. And we put on a concert. Well, this year I'm having a Snake River Farms Wagyu weenie roast by the pool at the La Quinta Resort. Oh, sounds epic. And uh, that, uh, now, yeah, we're going to do Sonora dogs, uh, uh, Chicago dogs, chili cheese dogs, and I'm going to be making some Wagyu Snake River Wagyu corn dogs. Ooh. Now, 
for the concert that you were talking about, is there a young Sterling Ball flapping the fat neck as well on that stage? Uh, no, I might be playing on Saturday night a little bit. We've got um, one a, a guy who's pretty much a pallbearer of mine and brother, uh, a guy named Rodney Crowell, who's uh, written some of the greatest songs in the world. He just won a Grammy on his record with Andy Lou Harris. Um, he's in the middle of doing the new Hank Williams movie, but he's flying in. And then Steve Lukather of Toto. Steve Lukather's played on more hit records than any living human. He's playing guitar. <laughs> Randy Jackson's going to play bass, and I might fill around. And then we have one really, really interesting star coming. Randy Jackson, Randy Jackson, like Yo Dog, Randy Jackson. Yeah, sure. He was there last year. Former yeah. former bass player of Journey, Randy Jackson. Yeah, Randy Jackson's a great. Player. Wow. Sterling, look, uh, maybe people don't know this about you. You're really. Pretty awesome on the bass. Don't lie. Randy Jackson or you, better bass player? Oh, Randy Jackson for a mile. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, listen, it, it's such a... I, I, I'll tell you what I did this summer. I was uh, I played a Hank Williams song at the, at the gig last year. Because, you know, I used to tour. I toured Australia, Europe, Japan, everything, and America a bunch of times. Growing up, and I'm down. I'm down to about one gig a year. And I, David Knight of Old Hickory, I played a version of "I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry," where I overplayed a lot on guitar and stuff, and they kind of liked it. Well, the band says we're taking me in the studio. So what I did this summer, in addition to cooking uh, 25 weeks, is I made my first solo record, which comes out in a week. And the King of the Smokers people it's going to be in a gift bag. Oh. Maybe if they want to keep stray cats away, they can play it. Now, uh, yeah, it's called it's called Better Late Than Never. Am I going to get a copy of that so I can use it for bumper music here on the show? <laughs> sure, buddy. Yes, of course. Love you. Right. Um, all right, so let me dial you back here just for a second. Uh, for the folks that maybe are just getting into the, the competition world or uh, are doing some research on great competitions this coming year, uh, or next year, King of the Smokers is going to come up. So if, if you look back, uh, this is going to be the third incarnation of this particular contest coming up here in uh, the week after next. Uh, second year was last year. Obviously, the first year uh, was the year before that. What's like the brainchild? Why are you thinking, I need to come up with King of the Smoker? What's the thought behind it? Um, what did you want to accomplish with it in its first year, and I guess from there, how did you uh, a track the progress on year one, and then decide what you're going to either change or, or keep the same year two, year three? Well, number one, I, I'm sort of curious, and uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur, and I wanted to do something that was was unique, it was exclusive, and uh, what I have to really think is that. The resort we have is the La Quinta Resort. It's not the La Quinta Motel. This is the Waldorf Astoria. And the management there buys into, because I've done other promotions, they wanted to do this. And so I wanted it to be a level playing field. I wanted everybody to cook the same meat. And, you know, really it's kind of not a level playing field because most people are cooking on borrowed cookers and the jambo cookers are cooking on their own. Cookers, but you know, I just thought it'd be an interesting thing to do. I think it was a good branding experience for both uh, competitive barbecue 
and for um, and for Big Papa Smokers. Um, so that's why I did it, just why I, I do the guinea pig too. But you gotta realize I also have BattleOfTheBands.com, which is the largest live music promotion in history. Thirty-five thousand bands that's been going fifteen years each year for 35,000 minutes. So I've always done promotions like this, but this one is near and dear to my heart. And, um, I have, uh, BJ's brew house who I do culinary development for, uh, is the major sponsor and they're, they're unreal. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm going to look at, it's great to get the guys together. It's great to put them in that environment. It's sort of a white tablecloth barbecue contest. They are easy ups. We've got branded easy ups, white. Okay, even the trash cans are branded. And then everything else that I wish would happen in a contest, I get to do here. And that is, the teams never want for anything, which in barbecue is hard to do. But Greg, I'll tell you something. Yeah. The easiest teams to work with are the good teams, the truly great teams. They don't give you any trouble. When I put on the guinea pig, I there's the people who maybe think they're good are really difficult. It was really interesting. And I so Arlie was working with me and Arlie's coming out for this this year. He said, Arlie, do you notice this? He said, Welcome to my nightmare. <laughs> Sterling Ball joining me here on the show, bigpapasmokers.com, uh, his website if you want to check it out here while we're talking. Uh, Sterling, why the uh, designation of no pellet cooker, no pit minders, or, or let me go ahead and pit my own, no barbecue gurus, for instance, uh, and just go back to a, a uh, I guess, more of a traditional way of, of cooking barbecue. Why do you think that that, you know, levels a playing field when, you know, some of these guys uh, are going out of the okay, comfort zone? I'm not zone. sure that, the, that, the, that that levels the playing field as much. Is I believe that all sports control the ball, Okay whether it's baseball, if there's not enough home runs, they juice a little bit. And I sell more Mac pellet grills than anybody in the world. I've been the number one dealer since they came out. So it's such a contradiction. And I think I'm Candy Sue's, one of her biggest dealers. So to have a contest that really bites the hand of my store, um, I just fundamentally believe that, that I think especially on the pro level of barbecue, that you should probably have to be able to light and manage a fire. So if if uh, I'm going to just be contradict, I'm, I'm going to be argumentative just for a sec. If some of these, if if That's some funny. of these teams are not doing oh, by that, the way, I'll feel at home. Good. So if some of these people aren't doing that 35 weeks out of the year, and they're going to come to your competition, does that uh, a show that they are just game and they are competitive at heart? Does it show that perhaps uh, even the guys that you would pigeonhole as being pellet guys or draft system guys are indeed people that can manage a fire. Do you think that allows them to, to break out of a pigeonhole that might otherwise uh, hold their name? I don't know. You know, I had one guy um, turn me down because he said he only wants to cook on pellets, okay? And um, I'm not going to name his, name his name. He's in Oklahoma and makes injections. <laughs> That's okay. it. That's so it. anyway, you talk about the batting average guy. That's this year. That's Travis Clark. Last year was Moonswinner, Chad Aiden. But you know, Travis Clark had a monster year this year. Yeah. I mean, you you look where he fits on it and how little he cooked. This is crazy. 
I mean, he really had a great year. Look at Trubud. Trubud cooked half the contest they cooked last year, yeah. and are still, you know, up until last week was still in it. So, and then you know, Tippy Canoe, who won last year, is coming back as defending champ. He's hardly cooked at all this year, but the defending champ always gets to come back. In the uh, in the in the big picture, obviously you want to have some of these uh, these top teams get together, go head to head, and it's the matching of wits and the cooking skills and all that stuff. But obviously, you know, for you, it's always about something a little bit bigger than than barbecue and a little bit more um, uh, in a way to give back to to charities and obviously children's charities, which very close to your heart. So, uh, what does King of the Smokers do specifically to that end? Well, it's almost, um, you know, the, the elite team has been uh, misunderstood as far as what, it's, what it does. It's there as a brand ambassador program, just like other barbecue stores have. The only difference is we actually start every team with $1,000 and have them designate a local children's charity. And then we have uh, $5,000 to the, to the winner, whoever finishes with the top of KCBS points, uh, and then 2500 per category. This year it's pretty much spread between Darren and Tim. But at the King of the Smokers, we'll be giving away um, $31,000 to the elite charities around the country. Uh, OBR, I'm looking for somewhere. They do all the catering. Uh, Compart supplied all the pork. Uh, everybody's donated the meat. But what happens is they're selling that and the BJ's beer. And then whatever they do, Big Papa Smokers matches, and we're looking for somewhere around $30,000 there. Wow. Uh, but the thing I'm most excited about is my youngest son, Casey, when he was uh, a two-year-old baby, and he's 25 now, um, had, um, was born with bad kidneys. And he had eight operations by the time he was six and died, and they brought him back twice, including getting my kidney. And we've um, raised money for years for pediatric kidney research, and on uh, Saturday night, we'll be presenting a check for $1.35 million to establish the Casey Leval Pediatric Kidney Transplant Center at UCLA. Wow. So this is a big, big, no big way. deal for our family. Wow. $1.35 A lot of the money came from the last two King of the Smokers. Yep. Uh, it's my family's money, but it's it's uh, different uh, charitable events we hold out through the year. So this, is, this will be the biggest night in charity there's, and I can never top it again. I should might as well... Oh, that's, Pack it in there, but, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so this is about helping kids. This is, I think, Operation Barbecue Relief is one of the most amazing and great and uh, uh, charities, and I think it's the best the the best to showcase what we're all about in barbecue. Sterling, it, obviously, you're the guy putting on this and, and making sure that everybody's not wanting for anything. But uh, you are a very successful pitmaster. You ever? Uh, Thought about just firing up the cooker and taking part in your own competition? I don't know why I would do that. Why not? Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, look, I'm really happy. I, I finished in the top 20 this year. Um, I'm really happy with my cooking, but this is this guy's show, not mine. And you know what? The mix of teams are all so great. And, um, you know, I don't know. I don't, I'm, Look, I'm busy. He doesn't. I mean, I said trade gets Tuesday. I mean, it's a contest that really is about a week, 
and then we got golf again Sunday. So, no, I don't. I don't. To answer your question, but but I do cook Friday night. I'm cooking uh, six Snake River ribeye in block form and slicing them. Mark Lambert, a sweet friend of mine, is is roasting a compound hog in our old acre. Both I got a little desk carp again. Man, it sounds like but it's yeah, going to so be. Yeah, I, I cook for everybody Friday night. Yeah, it sounds like it's, it's going to be an absolutely epic event now in its uh, third year coming off uh, the weekend after this upcoming. And uh, you can find Sterling Ball at uh, BigPapaSmokers.com. He is the pitmaster of uh, Big Papa Smokers. Uh, Sterling, really appreciate you coming on the show tonight, uh, giving a little hype up for this absolutely uh, prolific event that everybody's going to be looking forward to. Hearing the results, obviously I'll be looking to have the winner on the uh, show Tuesday after uh, and of course, if there's anything that I can do to to help as we get closer, just let me know. Uh, otherwise, we'll talk to you soon. Well, maybe I'll come back with something and invite myself. Hey, can I say one thing? Yeah, absolutely. I just want to make sure everybody out there understands, and it's been a lot better this year. That anytime you have to pick twenty four out of eight thousand, it's difficult. <laughs> yeah. And everybody would do it different. And all I'd ask is at least uh, a little benefit of the doubt as far as the the spirit and intent of the contest. Fair enough. Take care, my friend. friend. All right. There he is. Sterling Ball. Big pop of smokes. Look, he's not going to say it. And I'm not about to speak for Sterling Ball, but let me tell you something. If you are a team out there that is uh, casting some type of a poo-poo on uh, what this event is, what this event does, oh, I should be going to King of the Smoke River. Start your own competition. How about that? Find the sponsors. Find the uh, people to, to pay cash payouts. Get the top teams to show up in a great place. Not want for anything. How many competitions can you go to and not have anybody say a peep? Yeah, few. Few. Sterling Ball just happens to have one, and it's an invitation. You know what an invitation means? If you don't get an invitation, don't get to go. Shut up. My Lord. You don't hear me crying and whining. Just do better next year, and then maybe you can get invited. How about that? All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about... Butcher's Barbecue, that's right. If you're like me, you're always thinking of ways to step up that barbecue and grilling game. No better or easier way to do that than by adding a little Butcher Barbecue to your arsenal. That's right. We all know Butcher's Barbecue, well-known for the injections, the pork, the beef, the prime injection, the bird booster. You can find it all on ButcherBBQ.com. Many of those products, by the way, competition standards... In the flavor categories, the pork, the chicken, the beef, you got it. Uh, now, perhaps you're looking for a go-to rub or sauce. You have hit the mother load here as well, friends. Butcher's Barbecue, a full line of award-winning rubs. One of my personal favorites is that honey rub. Of course, I love the steak and brisket rub. Garnered a lot of attention over the years with the internet sauce and rub reviews, so forth. If you use the premium rub, use Butcher's when you inject. It's formulated to work with that injection, a perfect... One-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. Last but not least, the Butcher's Barbecue Sweet Barbecue Sauce. Everybody knows I'm a bitch when it comes to barbecue sauce. I like Dave's because it's not overly sweet. It's got a nice slice of tang, just right amount of back end heat. 
For crying out loud, no liquid smoke. Worst comes to worst, one of the best sauce bases you will ever use on the face of the earth. Absolutely. Uh, do yourself a favor. Buy a box of six. It's going to go fast. I live in a house full of women. It goes fast. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com right now and stock up. That's ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Butcher's Barbecue. Always trust your butcher. All right, we are back with a Sweet Smoke Q-Juice giveaway site. You want to play a game? You call me, 216-220-0966. 216-220-0966. Call now. We'll play Winery or Rehab out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. Gotta remember to turn that mic on. Get that big stuff out of here. That'll get edited out in the post-podcast. <laughs> If you want to play Winery or Rehab, you just call into the show, 216-220-0966. That's 216-220-0966. We will play Winery or Rehab. Uh, You can win a prize pack of Jim Elser's Sweet Smoke Q-Juice products, which will be, uh, I guess, the pork and the beef rub. The pork and the beef injections. I don't think there's anything else to date yet, although there was either. Did he say it was a rub or something? He won the uh, barbecue portion of the World Food Championships. We'll look to have him on next week, by the way. So you call in 216-220-0966. That's 216-220-0966. I have a list of wineries. I have a list of rehabs, like drug rehabs. And they might sound like one or the other. You call in. I'm going to give you a name. You have five seconds. Five seconds. To give me the answer, winery or rehab, when I tell you what the name of the place is. And then if you can get two of three right, you're going to get the prize pack of the Sweet Smoke Q-Juice products, the beef and the pork injection. All right, so uh, all you have to do is call in. Don't fear. There is nothing to worry about. It's not like we're going to sit there and make fun of you endlessly if you get all of the answers wrong. We never do that here on the Absolutely not. PayPal sending me a reminder. Uh, of course, I, people, don't ask me to voice over your stuff and then not bother to listen to it. Come on, man. Nothing more less. Kinger, call in. Come on, somebody call in. Don't be a fruity cakes. You call in. We play. It's fun. I'll even give you... Travis Clark is in the house. Travis. Travis, you should call in with some uh, Sweet Smoke Q juice. Both the uh, beef and the pork. It won the World Food Championships barbecue portion, I believe. Maybe even one more than that. We'll have to talk to Jim about that. 
next week and see how the winning takes place. 216-220-0966. That's 216-220-0966 for your chance to win a fun-filled prize project. You know, getting back to the Disney World thing while we uh, wait for some people to call in here. It's tough to live, you know, typically you don't live in Cleveland and think that someone is near some place that has cool stuff by, right? Uh, Cleveland, cool things, not necessarily associated with just Yeah, sure, LeBron is back, uh, not necessarily helping the basketball team all that much right now. We're not very good. Uh, The Browns are in the midst of potentially a quarterback change. Uh Uh-oh. The Indians, who knows what's going on with the Indians anymore. So it's always of value to say, well, what's going on in Ohio? Hey, do you like roller coasters and cool stuff that makes you feel like you're going to die at any second? Let's go to Cedar Point. Yeah. Let's go to Cedar Point. So... When you go, because we've gone to Cedar Point years and years and years in a row. And it's the uh, roller coaster capital of the world. And people, like I guess there's actual people that will uh, go to Cedar Point and, and search this place out as a, not only a bucket list item, but like a Mecca, a religious experience for the people that love the roller coaster, because there's so many there. So you go there, and you wait in line, you go on a roller coaster. You go to the next roller coaster, you wait in line, you get a roller coaster, you go to the next one, you get the idea. So there's some other attractions there, lame stage shows. If you have little kids that you spend outrageous amounts of money on to get in the park, they can ride around the Snoopy Park or the Snoopy Camp Playland. But if you're a adult, you know, 14 years or older... 14 years is not an adult, but if you're 14 years or older, you're going there to ride the cornucopia of ro- of uh, roller coasters there, not the least of which is Top Fuel Dragster. Uh, you have the Mantis. You have the... Uh, I mean, there's just so many. Too many today. Millennium Force, the Raptor, you name it. When you go to some place like a Disney World... You almost ex- you've been spoiled by Cedar Point. If you can believe it or not, you've been spoiled. Uh, Action packed, not overly large in acreage, per se. Uh, long lines. You know, I mean, if you go on a relatively decent day in the summer, you're probably looking at two hour waits for the major roller coasters, potentially creeping into that three hour area. So. You know, if you get there at open and you stay until close and you want to hit all the major roller coasters, you might get four or five in before the end of the day, maybe a little bit more. And then you go to the Walt Disney World and you get in there and you're going down Main Street and you're just hustling, bustle, hustle, hustle, bustle. You got to get to the line, got to get to the line. Quickly, you're realizing a couple different things. Uh, one that uh, Walt Disney World isn't necessarily meant to scare the shit out of you. 
big step out of here. That was news to us. Last time we went, we were able to temper a little bit more uh, going in this time. But there's no reason to keep the head down and run and run and run because you're missing like all the stuff that's there. Like all the stuff they want you to see, the shops and the little side streets and the confectionery places and all of all of the gift shops and the ice cream huts and so forth. And then they have great stage shows, but it's all themed, right? Which is not what it's like at Cedar Point. So when you go there 20 times in the last 10 years, you become a little accustomed to racing around and waiting and waiting and waiting and then going on a ride and having the pants scared off of you and then racing and racing and racing and saying and saying and saying. I think the longest line that we waited in on the busiest day yesterday in the Magic Kingdom was 60 minutes. Drop in a bucket. If you could go to Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio, and wait 60 minutes for the most popular ride in the whole park, that would be a steal. You would be having a very good day. In fact, it would probably be like the park was getting ready to close in a matter of four minutes, and everybody's just left to get the F out so they don't have to deal with the traffic, and you're reaping the reward. There wasn't anything that was over 65 minutes in line length. Standby. They have these uh, fast passes that you can register for. You put on a little bracelet, and uh, you walk up, and you boop, scan your bracelet, and boom, you just bypass that big-ass line that people are waiting in, and you're on that ride in five minutes or less, no matter what. And here you are, waiting 60 minutes. The, we gutted to the bitter end last night at the Magic Kingdom. It was open until midnight. Opened at 8. Opened at, uh, closed at midnight. We were there at 9.30 in the morning. And oof, the last one we went on was the newest ride, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Ride. Look, uh, if we're rating coasters, highly overrated. Smooth. Some nice tunnel work halfway through the ride, you know, for the mine thing. I get it. Uh, good for families. Eh, not so good otherwise. Uh-oh. Not worth waiting an hour Uh-oh. at the end of the day. The proverbial end of the day. Like, we're going to do this one, and then we're going to leave. So if you're going there, you know, make your plans accordingly. No, don't dial that number. That's the number you want to dial, you kook. 877 doesn't even work anymore. I don't even give that number out. I don't even think it's listed on the lower third anymore, is it? Let me wait. It's some It's some online. Ha, it's some online. I don't know what that means. Now I gotta wait for the lower third to scroll. Now, in your defense, yeah, see there it is. 216-220-0966. Come on. Keep up. I keep everything current. Keep everything current. 
Big step out of here. So, uh, if I if I can wrap it up, go to Walt Disney World knowing that there is a lot of theme stuff, not a lot of scare your pants off stuff. Singing, dancing, live stuff, good actors and actresses, cast cast people. Is that what they call them? Cast members. That's what they call them. They don't refer to themselves as employees or all cast members. All of them, even the people that uh, are, are butt, butt sweeping Main Street, are cast members. But there's plenty to take in. If you like the, the scene and the, the magistry of all that stuff, the pageantry, the castle is great. And if you go in the wintertime, like right now before Christmas... If you go to Hollywood Studios on uh, Streets of America or whatever it's called, <clears throat> that place is decked out in so many Christmas lights. I'd never seen anything like it before in my life. It is going crazy. It's time to the uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra music flashing up and down and all over. I mean, there's if there's a billion lights, I might be shy by 500 million. It is absolutely spectacular, a one in a million. Somewhere in the yard cars. That's right. You're right, Jason. That's true. 877. Yeah, it's true. That's it. But I've changed it. All right, Milt. All right, no takers on the sweet smoke Q juice. Jim, we will keep trying. Sorry. But if we did it on email, nobody wants to do winery or rehab. That's it. I get it. Here we go for everybody listening. You want some free sweet smoke Q juice products? In the subject line, put sweet smoke Q WFC champ. Sweet smoke Q WFC champ. Send that to me. Call that right now, Jason. See how that works out for you. See if that dials in. Uh, send that email to me. First one in gets a Sweet Smoke Q Juice prize pack donated by Jeff Elser, SweetSmokeQ.com. Also, if you've ever wanted to advertise on this show, partner with the show, rare opening right now for your enjoyment. If you go to the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com, and uh, then you go to About the Show, there's a sub-tab that says Partner with the Show or Advertise on the Show or something along those lines. Uh, Click on the uh, hyperlink that says Media Kit. Download that. It'll download right away. And uh, they'll give you all the information that you would like. Uh, cost, what you get. You can get in contact with me. We can customize a little something, something for you. Rare that this opportunity avails itself, but seasons change, people change, people drop off. There you go. Pete, there are some companies that have been with me since the very beginning of the live show, which will be February 7th. 2014. That'll be the seven-year anniversary of the show live, believe it or not. 
So if you're interested, uh, you can get in contact with me personally, Greg, at thebbqcentralshow.com. Again, you can pick up the media kit at thebbqcentralshow.com. Underneath about the show should be something that says uh, advertise or partner with the show or something like that. And uh, we will get you hooked up. And you will be part of the partnership stable that is tight and long-living and forward-thinking. Remember, this is target marketing at its best. If you have a barbecue or grilling product, who listens to the show? Barbecue and grilling people. They like it. All right, we're back to wrap up the show right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, All right. Welcome back to 16-220-0966. Uh, Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Your uh, two ways to get in touch with the show, should you see fit. Um, just to uh, finish up on the Disney stuff, you know, a lot of great improvements uh, from two years ago to now, especially those bands, those uh, the quick play bands or, you know, whatever the hell they're called. It's so much nicer not having to wield around, you know, one more piece of something and get lost or left behind in the bathroom or left in the hotel room or whatever. You know, here you got a wristband, you put it on, boom, you can buy stuff, charges right to a credit card that you put on file, get into your hotel room, you can get into anywhere. Plus, get into the park with that thing. It's like the the cure. It's great. I absolutely love the, uh, the, the, the bands. Whatever they're called. The bands. I love, I'm a big fan of the bands. Fan of the bands. All right, let's go ahead and wrap it up. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with my mom, Connie Reppy of Connie Recipes Corner. We talked about the success of Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, the Thursday. Then we talked about the craziness of deep fried Fridays. Maybe that's what we should call it. Stuffing balls were great. The mashed potato fried stuffing ball uh, the, the fried mashed potato balls started out good defrosted melted into the grease and were forever lost but we figured out a way to remedy that uh, then we talked with Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue he is uh, in town for the SEC championship game coming this weekend uh, he's also got a number of other things going on drbbq.com number kept going to voicemail what? The 216 number? Outrageous. Um, and then in the second hour, we talked with Sterling Ball, creator of King of the Smokers. BigPapaSmokers.com, the website partner to the show, obviously. So uh, check him out. Support the show when you can uh, by supporting the show sponsors. All of them. They're all listed uh, right down here in the lower third. Guru, Big Papa Smokers, Butcher Barbecue, StephenDeFranco.com, Cook Shack, all those guys. You got to love them. 
Uh, we will see you back here next Tuesday with a fully locked and loaded show. Of course, you know Meathead will be back in next week. That's right, Meathead. Uh, if you have the raw cast iron, it reseason it each and every time. Little Pam, little Crisco, and uh, that will help you keep generations of rust-free service coming. Also, September 11, 2001, I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it's your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.